Amen. We want to welcome everyone this morning. Amen. Praise God. I don't know if we have any first-time guests. If we do, if you're a first-time guest, we would like to welcome you to our service this morning. Amen. Thank you for coming. Praise God. Please, uh, at the end of the service, this is our guest reception area. I guess I should probably start saying keep the door shut so they can see the sign on it, right? Going back and forth. So why don't we go ahead? I just want the lights to stay on, but uh, and so people can see that sign. This is the guest, re- guest reception area. So please, right after service, um, please uh, step into our guest reception room. We want to present our uh, guests, first-time guests, with a gift uh, to welcome them into our service. And please... Come back and see us again real, real soon. (laughs) Amen. We are a little strange. Well, a lot strange. Some of us stranger than others. I don't mind being strange for him. I don't mind being different in him because of him, through him, and by him. But you'll find it. For the most part, we're down to earth. Uh, And we want to invite you back next week. Everyone back next week. Invite some people, family, friends, neighbors, co-workers, friends, enemies, frenemies, doesn't matter. We're having a celebration Sunday, next Sunday. At what time? Twelve. process of elimination find out what it is <laughs> don't tell me what it's not tell me what it is <laughs> and so anyway uh, next sunday 12 noon all right you come here at 10 o'clock and there's no one here and you're you're the only one here prayerfully the rapture didn't take place but if it didn't take place we'll be here at 10 o'clock amen I mean, 12 o'clock. See, there you go. 12 o'clock, 12 noon. Praise God. Um, we're, ha- we're going to have some ministry, giveaways. We're going to have our choir inspiration. Our worship team will be leading us also, but we're going to have the choir. We're going to have a, uh, a reception afterwards. Light fair will be served, and we're just going to have a time of celebration. Amen. So it won't be a long service at all. It won't even be a regular church service. All right? But we're going to celebrate and, uh, and just see what the Lord has in store. All right? So invite someone again. Bring some friends, family, co-workers, neighbors, enemies, dog, cat. No, leave, leave them at home. Don't bring them. Bring any and everyone. Amen. We're going to have a good time in the Lord. Praise God. Amen. I have some certificates. That one too. Amen. Okay. All right. My wife wrote this. So, uh, 
I'm bilingual. I speak English and I speak in tongues. But I, I don't so I don't understand foreign language. And my wife, she writes foreign. So if I get it wrong, blame it on my wife's handwriting. If, and so if I announce your name or pronounce your name wrong, look at this handwriting and you'll know why once you get your certificate. But I have a Holy Ghost and baptismal certificate to present to Janice Long. Janice is coming to visit us all the way from the state of PA, Pennsylvania. Praise God. So glad she's here. She was baptized in Jesus' name a few weeks ago, received the Holy Ghost. Before she got baptized, sitting in the tub, sitting in the tank. God filled her right there. Praise God. We also have a baptismal certificate to present to Tyrone Boykins. Amen. Won't we give the Lord another hand clap of praise? Amen. Um, you can be seated again. We have a Youth and Young Adults Fellowship uh, Friday, December the 28th. Youth and Young Adult Fellowship Friday, December the 28th from 9.30. Right before what? Right before the all-night prayer. Well, we, we're not having that. Hmm? 7.30? Okay, so Youth and Young Adults Fellowship, Friday, December 28th, uh, from 7.30 p.m. until, until. Also, uh, come and fellowship with our youth and young adults. Amen. And so that uh, all-night prayer is on the calendar. You can... You can uh, mark that off the calendar. Now, if you want to pray all night, don't let me stop you. <laughs> Amen. So, praise God. Now that we've sat down, ushers. Amen. Now, I can hear some whispers, Sunday school. <laughs> I heard some little kids on the second row, children's church. They thought I wasn't going to let them have. See, normally we have these type of services. We just move right on along. Them kids are like, I want to go to Sunday school. We do have children's church this morning. Amen. So ages uh, uh, 5 through 12. Actually, um, these, we have nursery. We're not receiving the offering yet. Nursery as well. If you all can do me a favor, please. Uh, to help us out by way of organization and order, uh, I know you, you, 
you, you know, you, you really hate to see your, your, your little kids, your children off to Sunday school, and it just breaks your heart and all that, and you just, you can't release, so you got to go all the way back there in the classroom and all that, but it kind of disrupts our service. So if you can allow our Sunday school, our children's church staff, and our nursery staff to, to uh, take care of that, beyond this door, because things get hosed up or clogged up beyond this door, uh, Sister Diggs, if you can turn that light on up, if we can keep that light on right there, that'll help us out. Uh, and so right behind us is a room that you can transfer your kids off. You can transfer them off right here. They'll take good care of them, I, I assure you. That 20, 20 feet from here to there, nothing happens. Nothing mysterious. You trust us with your kids in the Sunday school room, please trust us in this 20 feet area to get them to the Sunday school room. It just helps us out, keeps everything orderly. You can do that. We'll have staff standing by right here, Sunday school staff and nursery, to help escort them through. Okay? And so we're going to do that as we're receiving the offering. So everyone, please, why don't you stand, whether you're giving or not giving unto the Lord. Sunday school can come. Why don't we come and worship the Lord without giving?
Psalms chapter 73. Going to be reading down to third from verse number one through verse number 19, I believe. We'll see. Truly, God is good to Israel even to such as are of a clean heart. He's good. Everybody say God is good. But as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. I know none of you have never been in that predicament. For I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For there are no bands in their death, but their strength is firm. They are not in trouble as other men, 
neither are they plagued like other men. Therefore pride compasseth them about as a chain. Violence covereth them as a garment. Their eyes stand out with fatness. They have more than heart could wish. They are corrupt and speak wickedly concerning oppression. They speak loftily. They set their mouth against the heavens and their tongue walketh through the earth. Therefore his people return hither and the waters of a full cup are wrung out to them. And they say, how doth God know? And is this, is their knowledge in the most high? Behold, these are the ungodly who prosper in the world. They increase in riches. Verily, I have cleansed my heart in vain and washed my hands in innocency. For all the day long have I been plagued and chastened every morning. If I say I will speak thus, behold, I shall offend against the generation of thy children. When I thought to know this, it was too painful for me. Until I went into the sanctuary. Then understood I their end. I want to preach to you this morning part one of cloudy judgment. Cloudy judgment. I want to talk to you this morning. Why don't you clap your hands to the Lord about the cloudy judgment of men and This evening, prayerfully, I want to preach on the cloudy judgment of God. Why don't you go ahead and be seated. The scripture tells us in Psalms chapter 103, verses number 10 through 11, if you were in service last night, you heard this. I was mad because, and you can put that on the screen, Psalm 103, verse 10. I was mad because the the bishop was preaching all on my notes. And you know how as a preacher, you preachers can identify, you know, when you you have something you got from God and then somebody jump you, they leapfrog you and they preach it the night before, the week before, the day before. And you're just mad as I don't know what, because you're wondering whether people are going to think you're preaching it because, you know, the bishop preached it. You know what I mean? Well, he's just going on the, on the, on the co- coattail of the bishop. Not that there's nothing, anything wrong with that. But, you know, we like to be able to preach a message first. And then the bishop come behind us and confirm. And you can say, yeah, I was in the Lord. Y'all know that, don't you? You preach a message and then the bishop come behind and preach the same one. And look at you like, yeah, man, you in the Holy Ghost. Now I'm not in the Holy Ghost. I'm just, I'm just repeating. <laughs> I told my wife, he's all over my stuff. He's all in my nose. Amen. Amen. But it's God. It's God's word. Amen. So no one can take the credit. God wrote it before the foundations of the earth. He spoke it anyway. And anyway, the scripture says uh, that God have not dealt with us after our sins. God has not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. God had not, I know too many of us think that God is punishing us. That what have, you know when things go bad, the first thing you're thinking about is what have I done wrong? 
Amen. And, and uh, sometimes we become our worst enemy. But, you know, and, and, but the Bible lets us know that, hey, God hasn't really dealt with us like like he could deal with us. I'm sorry. If, now, if I was God, I, I, I thank God I'm not. But if I was God now, I'm telling you what, people would be smoked. Amen. I, I, I sometimes I think back. I like westerns. I don't know about you, but I like westerns. I, I love those old and I don't like the new western stuff. You know, I, it's phony stuff. You know, I, I like those old westerns. You know what I mean? Now I can imagine myself back in those days. I would have. I, I wouldn't just have one on this side. I would have. I would have double shooter, right? I now the only thing I would get like kind of new age now. And I probably had one in my. <laughs> you know, I'd be ready. I'm just telling you what, that's just, that's just me. I'm, 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 I'm ready to fire. What? Quick draw. I had grease all on my, my, my holster and everything else. Hair trigger. Man, I'd probably shoot my foot off a couple of times. I'm, I, I, I'm sorry. I'll just be quick on the, on, on, on the, but God is patient. God is long suffering. I'm telling you what, this world has given God a bad rap. The enemy has given God a bad rap. And God is not this big, hard, cruel God as people make him out to be. He's a loving God. He's a kind God. He's a just God. He's a righteous God. Now, while he's holy and he deserves to punish, he doesn't. Now, you and I all, we, we know all the things we've done. Now, we don't want to focus on that when, in, the, in most scenarios. Right? Now, we, we have our times when we focus on us and we beat ourselves up in every That's only when we won't have anybody else to beat up. But in most cases, you know, we got somebody else to beat up. So, we, you know, we, we're judging someone else. Now, I'm just sorry. We, we have a lot of double standards. We don't, what somebody else can't do, we do. And we judge, I'm quickly, hello? Like I said, I'm not talking about, I'm quick on the draw. I'm serious, man. I'm, man, I'm the fastest gun in the north. <laughs> and I was God, I'm telling you what, fried. What do you say? Psst. What do you say about me? Psst. Psst. I heard that. Gone. Smoke. And I would make a statement that when I when I fry you, you see your burnt mark in the in the ground where it, it can't come out. <laughs> mark, you that that was him. I was now you acting like you all loving kind and all that. <laughs> yeah, I, people say, well, I wouldn't do all that. Mm-hmm. I, I want to see some of the arguments you get into. Well, we don't fry anybody with these or something else, but we with this. That's it. I'm just, I'm, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. I'm glad God is not like me. <laughs> Hello, and I'm glad God is not like you. The chances are, if he was, I, I wouldn't stand a chance. I probably couldn't be in this pulpit. But God is a loving and a caring God, a just God. And he hasn't dealt with any, uh, any of us according to what we've done. 
Now, some people feel like God owes them something. You know what I mean? You live God for a couple of minutes. All right, God, what you got for me? God, I, I gave up this for you. I mean, come on. I come to church every Sunday, most Sunday mornings. Now, God, I paid my tithes. Surely you got something for me. People, people feel like God owes them. You know how it is. I've been a good Christian. You know, we get that uh, uh, St. Nick, uh, Santa Claus syndrome. Chris Kringle. Yeah, some of y'all didn't know about that one. Get that, you know, he's checking his list, checking it twice, trying to find out who's naughty or nice. And so when I'm naughty, I don't get anything. And, and when I'm doing good, God, you're supposed to stack my uh, gifts under the, under, under, uh, stack gifts under my tree. You're supposed to do this, that, and the other. And, and when you don't, I'm just going to tell you like this. I, I can remember when, you know, it's, it was a long time ago, even before I received the Holy Ghost and everything else. And I, I, I lived that way. Things didn't go right in my life. I'm like, come on now. And I, I, I had a relationship with God. It, it, it may have been a distorted relationship. It may have been a one-sided relationship, meaning, okay, God, you, you get me, and then maybe I will. And so I looked at myself and compared myself with everyone else. It was like, of course, I didn't look at the people that were doing right. I was looking at everybody that was worse than I was in my eyes, right? And I'm like, okay, now, come on. I'm not, you know, and, and, and so I'm, I'm trying to get in a certain uh, place, applying for certain jobs, and, and I wasn't going to church, and I wasn't, I didn't have the Holy Ghost and anything else. I believed in God, but I felt like God's supposed to bless me. There, there's a lot, there are a lot of people out there that, that all they're seeking is the blessing of God. They talk all the talk, they talk all the jargon. I was there, some of you were there like I was, and I felt like God owed me if I'm trying to be a good person. I felt like I'm trying to get myself together. I, 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 you know, I'm not like I should be, but God, there's a whole lot of bad people out there. I'm not killing anyone. I'm not murdering anyone. I'm not robbing any banks. I'm not doing any of this. I'm not doing any of that. And I got my little bad stuff. But God, it's not really that bad. Yeah, none of y'all never been there. I understand. It's, it's not that bad compared to everybody else. And, and, and so, God, come on now. You owe me a little something. And, and then when I, things didn't happen the way I wanted them to happen, I'm sorry, but in my conscious mind, I was like blaming God. I'm, I'm like, God, you know you could have. Come on. Now, you don't talk to God like that, but I do. I'm like, you know, God, you, you could have done something. Why are you allowing me to go through this? Why, why do I have to go? Nobody else goes through that. Right? And, and, and we come into this thing, and, and years later, after that mentality, get the Holy Ghost, get baptized, and, and start living in God and everything else, and we still have that mentality and mindset. Well, you know what? I do this, that, and the other. I, I, I was good, so St. Nick owes me something. I'm telling you what, you know what? God does owe us something. And thank God he doesn't really give us what we, he owes us. 
Oh, yes, he owes us something. I'm telling you, our judgment gets cloudy. And we need to, oh, hallelujah. You see, we look at everything else and judge ourselves by other people and measure ourselves among ourselves and all that. And we feel like, okay, God, you owe me something. God does owe you something. And he owes me something. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. He has not judged me. He has not dealt with me according to my sin. He has not rewarded me. Oh, yes, God owes me a reward. That's what he owes me. But he says, you know what? It's his mercy that says, you know what? I'm not going to give you what you owe, what you, what you deserve. Oh, I deserve something. Do you know what each and every one of us deserve? Can I just have the honest truth? You know what each and every one of us deserve? The Bible says this, all souls are mine. And the soul that sinneth, it shall surely die. You want to know what we deserve? Oh, see, we don't like that. Not me, huh? You, do you really want what we deserve? God owes me. You're right. Do you want it? <laughs> I'm so thankful God doesn't give me what I truly deserve. And hallelujah. I'll take it a little, a little step further. Not only does he not give me what I deserve, he also gives me what I don't deserve. I didn't deserve the Holy Ghost. I didn't deserve the blood. I didn't deserve to be washed in his... I didn't deserve his name, but he gave... I don't deserve his presence. I don't deserve to come into a place where I can lift up my hands, where I can worship freely, where I can seek his face, where I can come boldly before the throne of grace and, and find mercy and obtain... I don't deserve it. And I can't earn it. So the psalmist began to look at himself. He looked at Israel and said, well, God is good to Israel because they were like no other people. God loves the church. But then when he looked at himself, He said, hold up, wait a minute. And then he looked at the wicked. And he looked at how they prosper. And you know how it is. And it seems like the closer you get to God, all hell breaks loose. You're trying to get closer to heaven and it seems like all hell is breaking loose. Oh, that's not for you, I know. And, and, and so and you don't struggle with this, but you know what? You look around, look at people, look at somebody, you know that you know what they're doing, right? They, uh, you know, at the corners, you know, selling whatever, getting their Beamers or their Mercedes or whatever the case may be. You know, they're not doing right. Hey, Amen. You look at all other stuff and you're like, man, you know what? You look at the people in Hollywood all messed up. You, you look at everybody with fame and fortune and all that. And, you know, people who sit in 
elected, elected officers. And you're like, man, look at me. I'm serving God. Now, I know. Now, now, hold up. Now, for you who this is not, you know, you, you don't think about that. But can I talk to the people, who, you know, they go through this as well? Because some of y'all look at me like, huh? Hey, I don't know. And you, you know, I don't know about you, but I look I'm like, man, what in the world? What's going on? If blessings was all about the dollar sign, you know how you, people get up there, they, they get that award, and they come up, and they, they got millions and millions, and they got the best clothes, best houses, and best cars, and everything else, and I would like to thank God for getting me here. They stoned out their mind, all drunk. I would like to thank God for this, that, and the other. I, I am truly blessed. Everybody who get, has a little money is blessed. Right? And if that, if, if, and so the, you have to ask yourself, okay, they're all blessed and they're not living for God. They're not doing what we do, showing up for church and everything else. What What's the deal, God? I'm doing all I know to do and I'm having all sorts of problems and it look like they're set up. Come on now, I know. Man, hey, man, what? And so it looks like, hey, something's wrong with the picture. And so the, the psalmist, he had, he had cloudy judgment, you see. He was looking at his predicament and he was like, oh man, that, I'm, I'm doing all this for nothing. I'm serving God for naught. Hey, I, why am I living for God? I mean, this thing, I don't know why I'm doing this. So he began to break it down. He said, hey, as for me, my feet, it was, uh, almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. I was envious of the foolish. When I saw the prosperity of the wicked, I know you're not envious of them. I know you don't care about all that. You took a vial of poverty. I know. Man, they all messed up. He said, it seemed like, hey, you know, I washed, he said, I cleansed my heart in vain. I, 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 he said, hey, I, I'm chasing every morning, and I, I, I had a plague. I, I'm just messed up. He said, when I thought about this, when I thought about how it's good, it seems like they have it out there, and how bad it seems like I have it in here. He said, I, I was almost gone. I almost stepped out the door. I almost gave up on God. I almost said, forget this. I'm about to throw in a towel. And he said, it was too painful for me. I started struggling with depression. I started being oppressed. And I just didn't know what to do. I thought I just should quit. And he said, until. Until I stepped into the sanctuary. When I got into the sanctuary, when I got in the presence of God, I got a glimpse. It wasn't so cloudy anymore. And then I understood that ladder in. It doesn't matter how I am right now. It doesn't matter how things are right now. What matters is how you finish in the end. It's not how you start, but how you finish.
I'm telling you what, I'm going to finish strong in him. I'm not going to stumble at what I may go through now. I'm not going to look at what's going on out there to determine where I am with God. He said, ho, looking out there, things that look so fair. Things don't look so good. Living for God doesn't seem right. Oh, I'm talking to somebody right now. Hey, when I get all untangled with the world, it looked like I'm being shortchanged. It looks like I had the short end of the stick. It looked like things aren't going right and going my way. Hey, I might as well get connected with them out there. And he said, just when I was about to slip, I decided to go into the sanctuary one more time. And when I got into the sanctuary, I got my footing on. I got to see things clearly. I got to understand I'm in the right place. I'm serving the right God. I'm making the right decisions. I'm giving up everything that's holding me back from him. Oh, it's cloudy out there. But let me tell you, the S-O-N is shining in here. I said, when you come into the sanctuary, there's light. When you come into the sanctuary, you can see. When you come into the sanctuary, hey, you're not blinded by the dark world. And so, he got into the sanctuary. Some of you wonder why you feel different when you come to church. Well, it seems like you can think straight and, and wonder. You know how it is. You get into a church service and, man, you're feeling stronger. You're feeling like Gideon, thy mighty man of valor. You're feeling like Samson. You can turn down walls. You're feeling like David. Hey, you can take out the giant. Hey, let me tell you something. When you come into this place, you feel like you can take on any devil. You can conquer anything. And you can handle any situation because you come into the sanctuary of the most high God and then when you get out of there struggle I don't know if this is worth it I'm tired I'm worn you mean I got Sunday again Sunday roll around here again we you know some of us like we sing that song I was glad when they said unto me let us go into the house of the Lord come on now Sometimes you're not glad when they say to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Sometimes you're fretting, man, do I really have to go to church this morning? Some of us, I was sad when they said unto me. Some of us have been delivered from drugs to just be, get addicted to another drug to church, drug to services. The psalmist, he just, he, he was honest. We can struggle out there. Hello? Come on, you're not, you're not above it. You can get all, you get your mind all twisted out there. Amen. You, 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 your judgment can get cloudy out there. Amen. And you, you can start thinking, man, well, God, you know, he hadn't, he hadn't come through. 
Man, I, I'm paid my tithes faithfully. Where, where are my blessings? I look around, seem like somebody else has gotten good. Every time I turn around, you know what? Well, somebody else is being blessed. Stop turning around. Keep walking straight. Keep walking straight. Some are so scared somebody else is going to be blessed. A lot of times, off the message, a lot of times, God blesses others around you and put it right in your face to see how your reaction. This is only a test. You know, most things in God, pretty much everything in God, it's nothing but a test. Why are you doing that? He's testing you. He's testing you. Ah, I've been praying this for 10 years. And this sister just came into the church. I've been praying for a husband for 20 years. I got 50 words of 50 different men that was my going to be my husband. Then this chick coming to church. Been here for 10 minutes. And somebody fall at her feet talking about I do. That's not right. That's not fair. We get our judgment cloudy, folks. When I come into the sanctuary, I can start seeing clearly when I get into the presence of God. When, when I get rid of everything else that seems to be a distraction. When I get rid of thoughts and ideas and, and opinions and, and everything else and just begin to, you know what, I'm not worrying about all that that's going on. You know, oh, too many of us. Not in here, but too many of us. When things go wrong in our life, it's always someone else's fault. This is why I did that. They're the reason why. Well, if you wouldn't have done this, and then I wouldn't have done that. You know how it is. No, it, it's always because of someone else. We have that Adam syndrome. Adam, what have thou done? The woman you gave me. The be she gave me the fruit. You see, it's the woman's fault, and you're the one who gave it to me. Right. I didn't ask for her. Well, Adam, that was the only one around. And you didn't ask her, she's part of you. She came right out of your side. So when you're down in her, you're down in yourself. I got her from you, Adam. What you talking about? <laughs> you ain't get it from me. I got her from you. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> she's only part of you. So that's in you, Adam. She only gave you what you wanted. Oh, hallelujah. Let me stop this. 
Oh, hallelujah. You're always somebody else's fault. I'm just going to be real. You know how many times I blame my wife? She didn't hear that. Good. No. Don't worry. Somebody's going to tell you. <laughs> I'm sure of it. <laughs> we always want to find a scapegoat. Then the Eve. What have you done, Eve? The devil, he made me do it. It was him. See, he came from your heaven. And you didn't do a good job, obviously. Because there he is, man, in my world. See, it's not my fault. Cloudy judgment. Oh, I can't wait to talk about the cloudy judgment of God tonight, though. (laughs) Good stuff in there. That's some good stuff. And our judgment gets so cloudy and murky and murky. We can't, we can't really see straight. You ever been in that place where you can't see straight? You, know, you, you get angry and upset. And you know you get angry and upset. It's like you just know for sure you know what you're talking about. You don't have a clue. When you get angry, it's like a fire and the, uh, this big uh, pillar of smoke. And you can't see anything. And you're trying to make decisions when you're angry. Or when you're all emotionally distraught. <laughs> they hurt my feelings. I'm going to kill them. You know, and that's why people kill people in, a ra- in rage and anger. And they call it temporary insanity. Uh, too many of us got permanent insanity, so we ain't got to worry about the temporary part. No, I'm just kidding. That was just a joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are we talking about me? Huh? I'm going to show you, Pastor. No. Because we, again, allow things to cloud our judgment through emotions and feelings and all these things that we go through. And we don't necessarily see things. People come to church and, man, they, they just... So, God, oh, I, I love it. It's just awesome. This is the best thing I ever had. Oh, God, I'm giving my life totally to you. I give all to you, God. I surrender. Oh, yes, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Get out there for about two hours. Get at home. You wore the heater bus. Gas and electric is turned off. You drop your cell phone. Now you're really blessing God. Wow, that seems like when it rains, it pours. This is only a test. Because when all these things start going on, the first thing we start doing, God, why me? I know none of you have been there. Why is this happening to me, God? I'm just telling you, I, I walk around and, and y'all, I'm, 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 man, I'm, I'm a little strange. I mean, anything could happen. I could stump my toe. Now, God, really? <laughs> you know how many times I say that? <laughs> hey, now, or I'm, I'm carrying something, whatever, and then something fall. I'm like, come on, God, really? Did that really have to happen? 
You control all, really, God? Did that happen? You really had to do that. Now, I know some of you don't do it. I just, I talk to God like that all the time. Like, I'd ask God, really? And he was like, yeah, he's telling me, he's saying, really? You going to try to do all that again by yourself? You carry about four or five things. My wife told me, honey, don't carry too many things. You're going, and it drops. And I can see her now behind me. She doesn't see, I know behind me you're going. I told him, I told him. Don't think I don't know you. Because <laughs> I do it with you. <laughs> and the same thing, that's how God does. He look back and say, you know, you say, I got this thing. You know, see, see I'm, almost, I'm almost done. See, living for, living, I hate to say living for God, but giving our life to God and walking with God and all that, it's just like marriage, you know. Now, in, in my marriage, this is how it works. Uh, and you've heard this before in the love and respect. My, my wife, she handles all the small stuff. Right? And I handle the big stuff. Well, we've been married for what? See if you got it right. Come on. I got, I got it right. We've been married since 1991. Then you do the math. <laughs> October 27, 1991. I know the date. I had time to be the math stuff. But anyway, and for, since that long, she, you know, that's the deal. You handle all the small stuff, and I take the large, big stuff. And, you know, that's how it works. So, so it's like, we're good. this will be 28. Come, you know. So, and it's like this. She didn't, she, didn't, she didn't think I knew. But it's like this, you know. It's like, okay, honey, um, is that big? No. Is that big? No. Is that big? No, I got this. Honey, surely that's big. No. So for 28 years, we I, hey, we hadn't had any big stuff. She handles everything. <laughs> Honey, sure, that, that's a big one. No, it's not. I got it. You're going to get me. I'm using that as a point. That's how we are with God. God, I got this. Oh, this is a small one. I have this. Oh, no, I don't need you. And then when it's an avalanche, God, get it. He said, no, you got it. When it was a small snowball, it's still a small snowball. And we miss out. Because we try to take control over the small things. And God said, won't you give it to me while it's small? Oh, hallelujah. I'm still talking about cloudy judgment. And then we blame God and all that. And we fuming and fussing. And then we get to the sanctuary. Why am I going through this? You say sometimes that don't even apply. We get into that presence. I understand, God, it's not about what I'm going through right now. Because everything that you place me in, every situation I go through, God, even the things that I've messed up, 
That's no one else's fault. He said, I, now get this. God said in Romans chapter 8, verse, I think it's 28. You can put that on screen. I'm closing with this. I'm really closing. I, I, I'm really closing. Romans 8, 28. And we know that all, everybody say all. all. Even your mistakes, even your failures, even your blunders. Even when you couldn't get it right, I don't know how many times. He said, all things work together for good. But here's the condition. Musicians can come. I'm, I'm, I'm told you, I'm quitting. To them that love God. This is the only condition for everything working together for good. I, I'm not saying everything by itself is good. I'm not saying my mistakes are good. I'm not saying my failures are good. I'm saying that God will take everything. Everything I've faced. Everything I've done. Good, bad, ugly, indifferent. And God says, you know what? I take all things and I put them together. And I'm going to work it for your good. But a lot of times you can't really see that. Until you come into a place called the sanctuary and then you can get a clear picture that clouded judgment will go away I'm here to tell you today everyone stand I have good news for you and it's not Geico's saving insurance I have good news you don't have to wait to come to church some of us need to decide I'm going to build me a sanctuary at home I'm going to build me a sanctuary on my job. (laughs) I'm going to build me a sanctuary every place I can. That's why in the Old Testament, it didn't matter where where they were. They can be at a certain place. They can be there with just rocks. They can be in the wilderness. They could be in the desert. Hey, they could be in a nice plush place. But it didn't matter because they could build an altar. I don't have to wait until I come into the church building, even though that's a good place to be. I'm here to talk to you this morning, church. It's easy to get a clouded judgment of life being unfair, things being unfair, seeming like things are always working against you. And God says, I'm working all things, sister for your good. This is for you. I feel that right now. He said, I'm working all things. The good, bad, the terrible, the ugly. Those things that break me down. Those things that make me cry. Those things that make me sorrowful. Those things that causes me to pull out my hair. He said, I make, I work all those things together for good. Won't you just lift up your hands where you are? God, prepare me to be your sanctuary. God, I don't need to wait until I come into this building. I can start building my altars and I can start building my sanctuaries. That my judgment would not be so clouded anymore. Come on, that's it. If you feel like God is talk to you, I'm going to open this altar.
and you can come. In the name of Jesus Christ. If you want to stay there, that's fine too. You feel like God is talking to you. Amen. Sometimes you go through life's difficulties. Life's struggles. Sometimes you're giving all you can. Doing all you know to do. And you're standing. But yet it seems like I'm, my feet had well nigh slipped. It's almost gone. Because I couldn't see things so clearly. But God helped me to prepare a sanctuary that I can see how you see. That I can know what you know. Come on, I believe the Holy Ghost has talked to somebody. If God is not talking to you, for you, won't you find somebody to pray with right now? Come on. Just for a few moments. It's still early. Come on, it's still early. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, God is talking to some people here, folks. Won't we be sensitive to the Holy Ghost? Won't you be sensitive to the Holy Ghost? There's some people that are praying. God is speaking to them. God is talking to them. Come on, won't we just be sensitive? Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, that's it. Jesus' name. Praise God. Come on, just for a few moments, I see some people that are praying and praying by themselves. Church, we're we're sensitive. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. somebody decide I'm going to build me a sanctuary
nothing like his presence.